0: Pro football jokes make it uncomfortable. We are here right after a eventful free agency period. Um, lots of lots of moves, lots of trades as well. Um, do you guys have any explanation as to why there's suddenly like a lot more trades happening in the NFL? I mean, I personally have a couple of theories. Wanted to get your guys' take. Uh, Pep, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's part of this energy that we're coming out of this pandemic era and everybody kind of got trapped in their situations and felt like this is it. This is it. And and now everybody just wants to explore and expand their horizon. And I respect it. And the NFL is a whole lot different now than it was our last podcast.
0: For sure. For sure. And also here is Reeb, our unpaid intern. Reeb, uh, I know we don't pay you for your opinion, but you want to <laughs>
2: give it anyway? Yeah, sure. Why not? So uh, I think it was last week where I said that the meta was like you you try to build your team around a rookie quarterback deal and then you all proved me wrong with many examples. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to pivot from that point and say that the NFL is a copycat league and they've seen uh, the Bucks win a Super Bowl by trading for a quarterback or getting a free agent quarterback. And then they've seen the Rams win a Super Bowl by trading to get a superstar quarterback. So now everybody just kind of wants to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I actually, that was one of my thoughts as well, is that what teams do love to copy what the Super Bowl champ did, and the Rams have had this strategy for a few years of just, you know, we're just going to go all in on these high-priced guys and trade for players, and that's what teams are doing now. Um, and I also think there's an element of players realizing that they have more power, and if they want to force their way out of a place that they know they they can do that um and, you know there's a variety of ways they can get out of a place they can you know scrub their media of all their teams social media posts or you know <laughs> they can have dozens of sexual assault cases and there's also many get them
2: avenues
0: yeah there's there are different ways and uh, speaking of that why don't we start with that as it was kind of uh one of the biggest trades in nfl history um Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Browns' uh, superstar quarterback. Some off-field concerns, I hear. <laughs> um, but uh, he will be the Browns' new quarterback. Um, gets the probably the biggest deal, best quarterback deal ever. Um, what it was like uh, four years, 200, or, uh, five years, $230 million all fully guaranteed um so you know pretty pretty good deal there rebe what do you think of the move is this a good one for the browns
2: <laughs> i just kind of hope that roger goodell lays the smackdown and suspends him for like two years <laughs> because that would be hilarious i mean i know they've structured the contract so that even if he gets suspended this entire year it doesn't really matter which yeah It seems a bit, a bit scummy. He
0: he gets punished by getting a full year's paid vacation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Just for
0: $45 million to spend.
2: I mean, I obviously don't like it for a multitude (laughs) of reasons. Don't like that a guy who's got a ton of civil lawsuits against him is getting the highest paid guaranteed deal ever in NFL history. It's not a good look. And on the football side, I don't want him in the division.
0: (laughs) That is, uh, that is also a valid point. Um, I mean, just looking at it from a football perspective, like if this had happened and Watson didn't have any on the off field concerns and you would look at the Browns roster and be like, they are a super bowl contender um, for sure. With Deshaun Watson, you know, top, Five probably quarterback in the league if, um, you know, if he was playing, if we knew he was playing at this point. Um, and then you know, the Browns have a good team around him, they got Miles Garrett, they got a great offensive line, they traded for Mari Cooper as well. Um, so maybe a little bit better at receiver now. Um,
2: did they officially lose Jarvis Landry, or is he still kind of? They did, yeah. okay.
0: Um, and I mean, they, they give up, but to give up so much when you have Baker, who's like been a solid quarterback to give up three first round picks, the biggest contract in NFL history for a guy who might get suspended for a year. Um, and obviously like there's, it's like I, I know we've overlooked probably worse in the NFL, um previously but like i feel like at quarterback like this is the face of your franchise like this is gonna be in the news forever and this is the guy who you're gonna think of when you think of the browns probably assuming things work out
2: they they just handled it about as poorly as you could not even just getting him but the entire process of it (laughs) <laughs> like how they handled it with Baker, how they handled it with him, how they handled it PR wise after they got him. Going from they're looking at Deshaun Watson and it pissed off Baker to then being told they're out of the running and having to kind of suck up to Baker again. <laughs> but not a day <laughs> later. I just, I mean, Baker might be an asshole, but I feel bad for him in this situation.
1: <laughs> this whole. This whole thing is baffling, okay? It's just absolutely baffling to the point where guys like Skip Bayless are making good points. I I just... (laughs) All right, let's even go back all the way to... This is the guy the Browns traded the pick away to. They traded this right to draft Deshaun Watson to the Texans, (laughs) and now they're, they're embarrassing themselves even more by trading back for him with all these allegations later. It's like Jimmy Haslam's just like, you know, let's just go back to the Browns we were, and maybe a little bit worse with, you know, throwing away our morals, giving away basically everything in an AFC that is loaded now. And what also baffles me, all civil lawsuits aside, is why Deshaun Watson would choose Cleveland with a loaded up AFC. Why didn't he choose the Saints? I mean, I understand not choosing the
0: Panthers, (laughs) Well, he chose them because they gave him the greatest contract in NFL yeah. history.
1: <laughs> That's true. But like if you wanna if you wanna win a playoff game, why not just go to the NFC? And I think, yeah, the Browns have a great roster in all these areas, but how much better are these receivers than the ones Deshaun was playing with in 2020 with Brandon Cooks, Kiki Kuti, Will Fuller for one game, like Pharaoh Brown. Now you go to the Browns with Amari Cooper, Jakeem Grant. Donovan Peoples Jones and David Njoku, like maybe there are some upgrades here, but I, I just don't not get
2: it. It's not substantially uh, better.
0: I think I think it's a, still a good roster, but like uh, again, like I think this is solely about the contract. Like Tom Watson doesn't even know if he's playing in twenty twenty two. He might as well. You know, it's like I'll just pocket the fifty million regardless, Absolutely. and like he's got a to settle these civil
2: lawsuits somehow.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he's chasing the money, then he's chasing the money, and. That should just make the Browns and their fan base feel even worse. But I, it's not the first time the Browns have been fleeced for money. I, I just don't get it. And and it's also just being like amazed at how how loaded the AFC has gotten this off season. AFC
2: North is gonna be a bloodbath.
1: I legitimately yeah. don't know
2: if the AFC North or the AFC West is tougher or better. Yeah,
0: that's a fair point. I mean, you know, you got Mitch Trubisky in the division now. I, mean, <laughs> just like, I mean, <laughs> like, who is the best quarterback in the division? I just, I don't know.
1: It's
2: a tough one.
1: <laughs> well, the uh, Ravens definitely did not get
0: any better this offseason. They signed Marcus Williams. Um, <sighs> almost signed Zedaria to, to Smith. Yeah,
2: then... that pass rush is non-existent, which is going to be weird from a Ravens <laughs> team.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's like I feel like that's every year with the Ravens. They're like, "Oh, we have no edge rushers," and then they just kind of figure it out.
2: I guess,
1: and and also maybe Antonio Brown goes to the Ravens. So yeah, yeah they'll, they'll have him for three games. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: they have they have Oway who played pretty well as a rookie. So I don't know. Hopefully, or hopefully for them, that he takes a step forward. But yeah, I think it's a competitive AFC North um, for sure. Uh, Bengals reload their offensive line, bring in Lael Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras. Um, Reeb you feeling good about the Bengals now? think Joe Burrow is just protected forever.
2: I'm sure he is thrilled. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. I had never even heard of Ted Karras in my life until they signed him, and... He, he's a he Patriots seemed, guy. Seems pretty good. I mean, I'll take two Super Bowl winners and Kappa and Karras. And then. Yeah.
0: I mean, Karras was like mostly a backup for the Patriots who ended up playing a lot because obviously, you know, you have injuries throughout the offensive line. And, yeah. uh, you know, then got some money from, from the Dolphins and then went back to the Patriots. So, I mean, like, he's been good when he's he's been in there. But I wouldn't say he's like a superstar lineman.
2: I mean, but, I'll uh, take him over. <laughs> <laughs> likely Trey Hopkins and or Quentin Spain.
1: The Bengals took a really good approach to upgrading their offensive line. It was just like, let's get some capable starters. Lyle Collins, above average, obviously, but like let's just get some capable starters and you know, the guys that you don't know too well, that's pretty that's a good thing for offensive linemen. Otherwise you know him as the holding guy or the yeah. guy that got paid a ton of money. <laughs> I mean, that's I'll take true. it,
2: it's this very similar strategy to what they did last year with the corners. I mean, obviously they didn't have an offensive lineman like William Jackson to give up, but when they signed Owusu and Hilton, they got them on pretty cheap deals. And sure, neither one of them might would be like a superstar, but they'd they'd be serviceable. And that's kind of the same thing that they did with the offensive line. It's just get get serviceable linemen so you know Joe Burrow can do a three step drop and not die. <laughs> Gone are the Billy Price days. I yeah. Well,
0: that's Goodness. what you need for if you're the Bengals. They got their receivers. They just need to protect Joe Burrow and hopefully just run back what they did last year. Sure, it always works
2: out when you do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I it's such an odd position to be in of now thinking for the next season. Oh, it they should make it to the Super Bowl or it's like they should contend for the Super Bowl. That's expectations that I'm not used to.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially when the rest of the AFC is loading up as well. Teams like the Miami Dolphins trading a first a second, 2 force and a sixth for Tyreek Hill. Stunning trade. Um a little bit surprising. Didn't really hear any rumors of Tyreek Hill being traded prior to you know, it happening. So, uh, that's, that's kind of the big move. They also, um, signed to Ron Armstead uh, for a five year, $75 million deal to solidify that left tackle spot and got some other pieces like Cedric Wilson, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Connor Williams. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's this offense is setting up. Well, they're given to all the weapons to succeed. Um, what do you guys think about the dolphins going in 2022?
1: Well, first of all, the Tyreek trade didn't really start to form until the Devontae Adams deal happened. And then Drew Rosenhaus, obviously, like who doesn't Drew Rosenhaus represent in in the NFL? But anyway, that's when they're like, okay, we we need like a huge deal. And then the Dolphins came into play. But yeah, it also revealed that the Dolphins have had a pretty decent offseason so far with all these additions on offense, at least. And they're trying, you know, they're they're setting Tua up for to be as successful as he can be. And I don't know, they feel like the AFC version of the Cowboys in some ways to me. Not just by adding said Wilson, but maybe uh, <laughs> setting themselves up for a more hopeful season that doesn't turn into a 10-win season.
2: Do they technically still have Will Fuller, or is he... Off the team. Yeah, he's, he's a free agent. Okay. He only signed a one-year deal?
0: Yeah, he did. One-year prove-it deal that did not work out. Uh, one-year 10 million. <laughs> Went going. out just like Terrell Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> but it replaced him with a lot of speed still. Tyree Kill there, Jalen Waddle.
2: Uh, yeah, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle is going to be fun. Yeah, uh, Jalen
0: Waddle quietly had like a really good rookie year. Kind of got overshadowed by jamar chase but at over a thousand yards like looked like a number one receiver um as a rookie so i mean like him with tyree kill that that could be that could be pretty scary
2: i do wonder be decent i do wonder just how tyree kill is gonna feel going from a quarterback that has one of the strongest arms in the nfl to most likely the weakest arm in the nfl (laughs) Come notice anything. Well, they can always
0: put in Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that's why this trade feels like so, so bl- like bland. It feels so just flat to me because the Dolphins offense we got to see this past season was just like. Negative two yard passes to Jalen Waddle sixteen times a game. Like they wouldn't throw the ball forward. They would like lateral it backwards if they were throwing it. And Jacoby Brissett even like would do the same thing. And what kind of offense is Mike McDaniel going to implement here? Is it going to be remarkably similar to uh, what they did in San Francisco with like the the heavy running attack, or will there be a a lot more deep passes than what we saw from the twenty twenty one Dolphins? And you know I'm gonna go ahead and just trust to his arm that he can bomb it deep to Tyreek or Jalen <laughs> Waddle, but I'm definitely scarred from the amount of just screens and checkdowns we got in
0: 2021. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like throwing screen to Tyreek Kill is also pretty dangerous, so like, yeah, he can be used it that way as well.
2: I yeah, I am curious how they're just how they're going to structure the offense because I mean the running backs are not good, but you also have two. Insane speedsters with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill.
0: Yeah, I mean they brought in Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. I mean, like those are obviously Raheem Mostert's coming off of a big injury and
2: has had a lot. Alex, of I cannot tell you just from hearing those two names how bored and uninspired <laughs> I am. <laughs> I Chase mean, Edmonds like is the checkdown master. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he helps out there, and Raheem Mostert is also a very fast running back.
2: Um, those so two will be fast. Those two are like the quintessential running back that I'm playing against in fantasy that I think this guy sucks. And then he gets like 17 or 18 points against me.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's what, that's all they need him to do. And then need to it actually be good.
2: <laughs> and then they need to actually win
0: their games. Yeah. That's also important.
1: It also feels like this is a messed up thing to say, and I'm not hoping for it, but it just feels like because it's the Dolphins, like one of these big names is gonna tear an ACL.
2: Absolutely. Like,
1: and it's just gonna be <laughs> devastating.
2: Over under on Terran Armstead <laughs> games this year. Terran it's... Armstead broken forearm eight yeah, games. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Six and a half, maybe.
1: I think that's about I, right. I really do want to see the Dolphins like I am put I'm pulling for them, man. And not just because I have Jalen Waddle on Dynasty, <laughs> I, I want to see them do well. It seems like they're.
0: Well, you are hoping Tyreek kill tears his ACL. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it just
1: seems like they made some some decent moves. They weren't just like boneheaded Browns. Oh, yeah. good player, mortgage everything, even though they just did for Tyreek. <laughs> they did um, just
0: do that, but yeah,
2: no, I agree. Before the Tyreek kill. They, <laughs> yeah, they still got. They still got a. Uh next year's first round pick, right? Or am I thinking of a different trade? Uh,
0: uh yeah, because they have uh they have an extra one, I believe. Yeah. So they still have a first round pick. But uh, it's still uh, it's it's still nice. Uh, I I think they uh I I think this team looks a lot better on paper. Um it obviously just comes down to the quarterback. You know, another team in the AFC in similar position, um also trying to load up on weapons, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh maybe what pearson was uh referring to when he said just uh <laughs> that's
2: wh- where my mind went <laughs> throwing
0: money around at um players that are available technically um christian kirk signs a four-year uh 72 million dollar deal but can be 84 million with incentives um so a possible 21 million dollars a year for christian kirk just Baffling to me. But uh, also, Zay Jones, three year, 24 million. Evan Ingram, one year, nine million. Brandon Scherf, three year, uh, 49.5 million. And Darius Williams, three year, um, 30 million with a max of 39 million. So, uh, yeah. I don't get it.
1: I don't get any of (laughs) them. They they just need players. (laughs) They just need players, not like overall 34s starting. Yeah, they're just Uh, signing bodies.
0: I mean, like I I still think like Marvin Jones is probably the best receiver on the team still. So easily, (laughs) I don't know Uh, the Christian. And uh, I I mentioned this to you guys that when uh, they they asked why uh, Trent Baalke why he signed uh, Darius Williams and he, he was like just watch him cover Christian Kirk last year. It's like, dude, you that's just proof that Christian Kirk is bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how, how outside the realm of reality does Balke live in? <laughs> yeah. He's definitely not like the
1: Texans who have just accepted, you know, this is, this is what it is. This yeah. Is,
2: what is, what does he think the league perception is on Christian Kirk?
0: I, I don't, I don't know. I mean like Christian Kirk, like I feel like people are high on it after his rookie year. Cause like he had a pretty solid rookie year, but he's been like, he hasn't really gotten any better since then. Like he's just, he's like a solid receiver that can, that is startable. And can
2: be they out there. compared his numbers to Tyler Boyd's, but it was from the years when Tyler Boyd was not great. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler Boyd still gets paid insanely yeah. <laughs> less than what Christian it's Kurt like, makes. even if he's
0: Tyler Boyd, then that's still way overpaying. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah.
1: You know what I think. Trent Balky is definitely going to take Rondale Moore in the top 50 in fantasy this year. Can book it. He's, he's the guy that reaches for everybody. He's like, this guy is going to be good. And then they're just going to be bad.
0: Yeah, I don't really understand. I mean, like, I understand they had a lot of money spent, so they went out and spent it. But, like, Kristen Kirk was like one of the first signings. Like, why not spend it on somebody who's actually good? Like,
2: <laughs> you also. You also locked up money for years. Like, you know, you're not going to be good. (laughs) Why do you want to not be good in three years and still have to pay Christian Kirk 20 plus million dollars a year? We're
1: just fleecing these suckers now. I mean, (laughs) some players are just not even subtle about it anymore. Like nobody's (laughs) Christian Kirk definitely isn't like, I can't wait to be a Jacksonville Jaguar and serve this community. He's just like, you know, man, I'm just going to show up and. And the rest is in God's hands, really. <laughs> is Trevor Lawrence going to be good? Nobody knows anymore. And does anybody care? Not really, because they're still going to be the 11th or 12th best team in the AFC for like 10 years from now.
2: I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. That team is just... I don't even know where you start. Them <laughs> and the Texans. Where do you even start? Uh, I don't
0: know. But I mean, yeah, the can't be worse than with urban meyer so
1: yeah just don't waste travis etn i i am looking forward to travis Etienne.
2: i did for, i do i did forget about travis etn
1: yeah,
0: i did too but yeah he is coming back <laughs> i <laughs> forgot
2: that person even existed
0: he will hopefully take an NFL
2: snap this year and and now he won't be doing reps at wide <laughs> <Exactly>. receiver point. Meyer Myers tried to turn him into like a <laughs> slot receiver. Yeah, What are you doing? <laughs> how did we not see... I mean, maybe some red flags are going off, but how did we not foresee the complete clusterfuck after Tebow was brought in at <laughs> <a> tight end? <laughs> I feel like looking back on it, that should have been way bigger. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, maybe the Jaguars should have realized a little bit earlier, especially with that... Urban Meyer article coming out where he like didn't even know who Aaron Donald was. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I partner thinks that. That's that's what I thought, but like I feel like they wouldn't have printed that, dude. DJ
1: Shark, (laughs) DJ Shark, just like just laid it all out there. That (laughs) he's like, I do not give a shit. I just made ten million dollars with the Lions. That place sucked. (laughs) Urban Meyer sucked. He's a horrible guy. (laughs) Like he just had and. Nobody, like, had to pay him anything to just, like, air out all the dirty laundry. It's oh, yeah. like- Well,
0: I mean, like, he knows that, like, Urban Meyer's not coming back into the league. and yeah. I don't think anybody's going to fault him for anything he said. Right. Just make people like him more, so... I
1: guess I just get a kick out of like, hey, it's March in the middle of like the biggest free agency ever. And it's like, hey, by the way, Urban Meyer just still sucks, major ass. <laughs> this guy sucks. let drop some more reports. Yeah.
2: Urban did not get dunked on enough during the season. <laughs> that was like after they heard he might be coming back to Big Noon kickoff next year for college football. And they're like, please fucking God, no. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: I can't even imagine like him being on TV that everybody just hates him so much. Had to that, like, say you can't take care.
2: him seriously anymore. Yeah. And how did he get away with it for so long in college? Clearly, he's been the same. <laughs> <College>. Yeah. <laughs> I think
1: it's because he has objectively kind of like a—I I don't even want to say cool, but like Urban Meyer. It's just like a kind of TV-ish name. I guess he does. <laughs> I, I don't know. He does have he's, a name, maybe like.
2: I just don't know how he got started. Maybe he wasn't as big of an asshole in his first years. I just, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Maybe just like bought his own hype and I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, let's uh, move away from urban Myers (laughs) to to talk about Uh, the Raiders trade for Devante Adams for a first and a second round pick. Um, Huge, huge move uh, right after, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers signs his deal. Packers are like, all right, you'll get rid of your only
2: good receiver. <laughs> hey, Rodgers claims he knew when he signed. Yeah, I guess. So, which uh, begs the question: Why did you sign? deal? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're
0: like, don't worry, we'll totally draft your receiver.
1: It's <laughs> like, well, now that I finally trust Alan Lazard, like y- he can go. You know, I trust Alan and- now.
0: Then Brian Gutekunst accounts to be like, yeah, this can't pick a guy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a trade I actually feel good about in terms of like the player being traded. Well, I, I feel like he'll have a decent season still. I don't know about Tyreek Hill. I don't know what that connection with Tua will be like. Maybe a lot of receptions, but I definitely feel like Devontae Adams, this trade makes sense. The Raiders have needed like a clear cut wide receiver one on the outside for so long. Finally get their guy. Now they have Renfro run the slot. They've got Waller at tight end. This makes sense.
0: Yeah, and he actually has like a, a good quarterback. I mean, maybe not a great quarterback in Derek Carr, but we know Derek exactly can, can throw the ball well enough to at least get Devontae Adams' numbers. And, and they played uh, together in college really for, for years. They did, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Fresno State.
2: They killed it at Fresno State. Just AFC West. Disgusting.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, they signed Chandler Jones to um, help out with that pass rush. Since they traded away Yannick and Gakwe. Oh, I
2: forgot they got rid of
0: him.
1: That 30 is thirty year thirty year old for a thirty year old or thirty three yeah. for thirty-three.
2: Or Yannick isn't that old, but no, still Yannick's younger. That's not gonna be fun for opposing offenses though. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Yeah. That's a good duo, especially if it's the Titans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Also, uh, more quarterback movement. Uh, the Colts <laughs> trade a third-round pick for Matt Ryan. They they also received they were on the receiving end of the Yannick Ngakwe trade. Uh, traded Sin for Yannick Ngakwe. Some sweet name trades there. But uh, interesting that the Colts ended up netting like um, Carson Wentz for they basically traded to Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan and probably a second-round pick. Assuming Carson Wentz plays 70% of the stats in Washington. So, probably uh, interesting that they were able to swing that.
1: Yeah. Um, congrats to the Colts on another eight and nine season. I was about to say, like, it doesn't <laughs> really move the needle for me. I'm sorry. I think their offense will perform better. I think they'll put up better stats if Matt Ryan, you know, is the start of the whole season. But it's
2: like, great. You got Matt Ryan, but you also, who's he throwing to? Michael Pittman oh, and uh, yeah. thirty-plus-year-old T.Y. Hilton.
0: You would hope they would draft a receiver. Um, I think that's definitely their biggest need right now. Um, but I mean, their roster is looking pretty good at that. You know, just give them all to Jonathan Taylor.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> it could work this time around. It could. No, actually, not in this AFC. No more. It's not going to. No work. longer is eight and nine a. If you're in the NFC, eight and nines winning the conference, but in the AFC now, you got to just be yeah.
0: flawless. I mean, I think their division is much more winnable than uh, you know these other ones. Like they can compete with the Titans, I think. True, very true. But then you have
1: the Jaguars uh, and Texans, man.
0: Uh, yeah, true. I mean, how are you going to stop Christian Kirk? I mean, <laughs> it's not, not going to happen.
1: And then you got Rex Burkhead in in Houston. <laughs> so like, this is tough yeah yeah Tough. maybe I'm being too hard on on the Colts and Matt Ryan
0: no i I get it like it's sort of they they've just been doing these one year fixes at quarterback that are just kind of similar that Philip Rivers and Carson Lentz and now Matt Ryan and it's like it's like there's not much of a difference between those guys but like <laughs> they've been been a good team for that for the past two years with those two quarterbacks I think they can continue to be like
2: it. As a fan, though, like, would you want your team to be slightly above average year after year, but you know, they probably don't have what it takes to win the Super Bowl?
0: Uh, I don't know. Like, what's their alternative? Just like, don't draft, just tank for a good draft pick?
2: I don't know, but I mean, I guess they're not really, they're not giving up anything much to get Matt Ryan or to get their quarterbacks. I guess not, Yeah. I don't know. It just feels boring. Just feels like a boring Uh, trade. I I, I don't disagree, but
0: there's there's not a lot of options out there, and like you know, the Falcons end up just signing
2: Marcus Mariota. I think they're just they're (laughs) just just tanking
0: for a quarterback next year.
2: (laughs) Just be bad for years until there's a Joe Burrow in the draft. Then manage to get the first overall pick. And then get his best friend as wide receiver one. It's very simple, teams.
0: But before that, uh, keep your coach for like 12 years to go.
2: Exactly. To... Be frustratingly loyal to a head coach that will not win you anything.
1: Well, I mean, the Cowboys kind of do that every season. <laughs> Speaking of teams that will be slightly better than average every season and like that will be them forever, that's the Cowboys, even in this <laughs> NFC. This depleted, <laughs> I won't say talentless, but you know, it's it's a little lopsided now. The Cowboys will still be that, no matter what happens right now.
0: Yeah, NFC is really looking rough. Uh, all so far, like all the moves we talked about have been in the AFC because those that's the teams that are loading up. Um, speaking of which, uh, we didn't get to talk about this happened quite a while ago. The Chargers traded for Khalil Mack, second and a sixth round pick. Uh, you know, obviously a much, uh, much more cost efficient than the deal that landed him on the Bears. Um, But, I mean, he's had a lot of injuries and, you know, hasn't really been as productive since his first year with the Bears where he was a monster. So what what do you think of this? I mean, now he gets to be kind of second fiddle to Joey Bosa. So it's uh, maybe he'll uh, be able to resurrect some of that old Khalil Mack.
1: Yeah, it's another trade. I like to see where the players winning here, you know. Go to the go to the Chargers. They're in win now mode. The Chargers are being aggressive. I love to see it. And now we don't have to be like depressed when we say, "Oh, Khalil Mack made a great play, but oh, he's being wasted on the Bears." Like <laughs> he's got a shot at a championship now and, you know, he's a he's going to be a Hall of Famer and he's he's got a shot at the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I could see him having maybe not a career year, but I could see him having a really good year because I just imagine year after year in Chicago with Trubisky as your quarterback and then Dalton as your quarterback. It's got to be tough to go out there and slam your body against other massive muscled individuals week after week when you know you're probably not not getting very far. And I think it might be easier for him.
0: Yeah, I can see it too. But again, tough division. But uh, Chiefs? They're down, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I mean, this is a big loss for the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Chiefs, as we know them over the past like four years, uh, three or four years, have been Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, uh, and now they're losing that. But don't worry, they signed MVS guys and Juju Smith-Schuster. So,
1: I I kind of like the MVS signing. If there's any other team where MVS could be where that could maximize MVS's you know, talents as a deep threat. I'll say it, it would be Kansas city, but yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to downplay them losing Tyreek. I just feel like Andy Reid knows exactly who he wants in this draft. And Andy Reid, one of the better drafters of our generation, uh, he's going to find his guy.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I, I do. I think MVS is a, is a good in that system as well, but, Obviously not as the number one receiver, so right, right. He's not going to take over for Tyree Kill. He can just kind of be a complimentary deep threat. Um, Juju can be kind of a possession guy that he's been. And I do like Juju on this system as well. Um, but again, they they need a they need a number one. So yeah, they could get one in the draft.
1: They they've also got Corey Coleman, so they've got a number one. It's just a matter <laughs> of true. who
0: who wins the spot. <laughs> i mean he had a decent year last year it wasn't bad but i uh I what if
2: Nicole hardman was just being held back by Tyree kill and now that he gets to fill that void
1: this gives him a chance to stick to being a great kick and punt returner i mean
2: he's fine yeah
1: he's
0: just, yeah, um, yeah
2: that's probably what he should stay at probably
0: um okay also loading up the AFC, the bills they signed von miller to A six year, 120 million dollar deal. Uh, um, now,
2: that deal I do not like. <laughs> <laughs> I it might be a hot take. <laughs>
0: I don't know what you're talking about, Reed. Um, clearly, Von Miller. I mean, didn't he still watch one Super Bowl? Pretty good,
2: yeah, I did. But I think that was like he could get himself up for. I mean, we talk about kind of the same thing with Khalil Mack. Von Miller was just kind of drifting with the Broncos. He knew they probably weren't gonna win anything, was getting injured. Probably did not care to go out a hundred percent. And then get straight to the Rams for half a season where you think, all right, I got a shot. I can win a championship. If maybe I just go all out here, I can help this team win a championship. And now I mean I'm not saying the the Bills clearly have a chance to win a championship, but I just don't know if Von Miller's got a whole season in him to do it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, they're uh, the, th- the six-year deal. I doubt he makes the end of that. Like, it's basically a three-year deal for about fifty-two million. Um, so, I mean, that sounds like more more reasonable for Von Miller. Um, they can get out of most of the deal after that so I I don't know it's I I think the I think it's fine they want to add a piece but yeah I I agree that injuries have piled up with Von Miller and he can kind of put together one of those stretches where he's looks like one of the best defensive players in the NFL but I I agree it's you just have to luck out and hope it's the playoffs
1: the Bills defensive line was kind of bizarre in that it's a great run-stuffing defensive line, but it still needed help like on the pass rush side. And yeah, Von Miller with the injuries piling up, like it's not as big of an addition as it would have been a few years ago, but I think it's still an upgrade. It's still a decent move by the yeah, Bills, even fair. though they had to overpay.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, th- this is a team trying to get over the hump and whatever pieces you can add, go ahead and do it. So I mean, yeah they they just wanted to be like
1: all the other cool kids in the a f c making big name moves, yeah, I uh, got Tim Settle <laughs> a big a big man Tim Settle, nice player. it's a good value signing he was yeah. uh you know, he was I, kind of one of the well, yeah. won't say lone bright spot, but yeah he's he was a mr reliable kind of guy for the commanders
0: <sighs> I <hate that>. yeah. <laughs> uh all right, last aFC move that I wanted to just barely mentioned uh, Robert Woods traded the Titans for a sixth round pick. They obviously also cut Julio shortly afterward.
1: I like this move for a run heavy team. Robert Woods, one of the better run blocking wide receivers in the NFL. Um, and he, he gets a chance to, you know, not be on that hugely crowded depth chart at wide receiver on the Rams. You know, gets a nice yeah, little place wild. to bounce back.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it for the Titans. Like he's, He's a great fit. Um, you mentioned how good of a blocker he is, so that fits well. Obviously, a team that wants to be a run-heavy team. Um, and then, obviously, just a really reliable receiver as well. So, uh, finally, I have somebody opposite A.J. Brown that you think you can probably count on a little more than Julio Jones.
2: I wonder how sad A.J. Brown is. Like, when they signed <laughs> Julio and he came out and said, ah, oh, he's an idol growing up, one of his... Favorite players was so excited to play with him, and then it really just did not work <laughs> out.
1: It, it was just weird from the start. I felt like yeah. know, ex- it was worth trying the experiment. I mean, I I wouldn't if I were them. I wouldn't be like ashamed of the move. Looking back, it was just like didn't work out, man.
0: Julio cool, should just go back to yeah. the Falcons. He'd be their number one receiver. <laughs> Dude, By I these days. <laughs>
1: Olamid's a yeah. keyist, man.
0: <laughs> Wahoo-wah.
1: I mean, that's how good Olamid is.
2: You hear that reaction in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Mexico score against the U.S. or something? Uh, that
0: would be my guess. <laughs> well, maybe they were off
1: Yeah, I think uh, maybe another big trade
0: happened or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, to replace Robert Woods, the Rams signed Allen Robinson for a three-year, forty-six and a half million dollar deal. Um, what do you guys think of this? Uh, it's. Do you think Allen Robinson can have a bounce back with the Rams?
2: I'm excited to see it finally put to rest if Allen Robinson's actually good or not, because it's always been said. Oh, he just needs a quarterback, and he can be one of the best in the league. He just needs a quarterback. Now he's got one. Yeah. We'll see how he goes. (laughs) I'm tired
0: of it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs)
1: That's true. It's smart for Allen Robinson to take this deal. You know, he gets some good money here, and like you said, bounce back with Matt Stafford. Uh, What's happening with OBJ? He's not back with the Rams, right? He's a free agent still. All right, so it gives gives him a chance to be on the opposite of cup and – and Ben score a neck. You know, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: no, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean Rams just trying to bring in as many pieces back as they lost, so uh we'll see. Um another move I really liked, the uh, Eagles sign Nassan Reddick for a three year forty-five million dollar deal. I feel like Hassan
2: Reddick has been like
0: criminally underrated this past he's been a free agent each of the past two seasons. Um, and he had I, say, I don't
2: even know what team he was on he was on the
0: Panthers double digit sacks both each of the last two years led his team in sacks both years
2: um, uh, explains why I didn't know what team he was on Yeah, Panthers
0: uh, <laughs> not great but their defense was good early on until
2: they just kind
0: of you know, until they were it. not
1: I think Chris Collinsworth yeah. would kiss you for that take on Hassan Reddick Alex he freaking <laughs> loves that guy
0: Hassan Reddick right. he's so good like uh, people think of him as a bust just because, like, he wasn't good for like the first four years of his career. But that's because they were playing him at the wrong position. The only two years that he's actually been in edge rusher, he's had double digit sacks. So, like, right?
1: He kind of had a Dee Ford transition, right?
0: I mean, yeah, they were playing him at off ball linebacker when he played edge rusher in college, and just they were like, hey, maybe uh, we'll just switch him to Ed rusher and see if that works. And they're like, oh, it it did. Who
1: knew? Yeah, it's like that's remarkably similar to D Ford. He started on the Cardinals, right? Hassan Reddick.
0: Yeah, yeah, he started. Yeah,
1: that's well. Glad that he's off the Panthers now. You know, that's a team that (laughs) if Deshaun Watson doesn't want to go to you, like major
2: red flags there. (laughs) That is a fair point. (laughs) It's just a shot of Well, I, I just don't know how the Panthers would affect my image. Uh,
0: also, the Vikings signs Darius Smith after it looked like he was going to sign with the Ravens. He ends up going to the Vikings. Uh, three year, forty two million max of forty seven million. Um, obviously, was one of the best defensive players in the league for a couple of years before he uh, got hurt last year. Um, and uh, now we're see if he can uh, come back with the Vikings. Uh, they definitely need an edge rusher opposite to Neil Hunter. So this will be uh, interesting for them. Smart move too,
1: this? giving him the revenge games against the pack. Yep. That's true.
2: Was this the same amount of money that he got with the Ravens or do you have to take a pay cut? Uh, it's about the same. Okay, I just remember he seemed like he backed off from the Ravens, and it seemed like something would happen right away, and then it was days and days. Yeah, and he wasn't signed anywhere.
0: Yeah, it did kind of seem like he kind of he was gonna screw himself there, but he ended up getting a, yeah. pretty similar deal. Um, also in that division, Lions signed DJ Chark, one year, ten million.
2: Yeah, That's good, nice. good, uh,
1: <laughs> good job, Lions. Not Maybe. a bad siding, you know. It's not. Just, I mean,
0: I'd much rather have DJ Chark than Christian Kirk, so yeah. you know, for way cheaper.
1: Yeah, I think it's a win. You know, makes the, makes the Lions a lot. I mean, to, little- to be fair, like
0: I think DJ Chark was trending to be, like, a number one receiver after, like, his 2019 season, and then he got hurt each of the next two years. So, uh, so that's a little bit of a red flag, but you know, it's possible he could get back there.
1: And maybe he can be one of those receivers that makes it out of Jacksonville, but actually, you know, produces a little more outside of Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, that's all I'm saying is that he like at least has some upside as a receiver. Uh, yep. you know, it might not work out. He might just be injuries He might just have taken their toll, but he signed him to do a pretty cheap deal and uh, hopefully he's definitely better than any receiver outside of Amon Ross St. Brown on that team.
1: Yeah, I like what the Lions did—they took a few shots in the dark. Obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown was a higher pick, but you know they're they're figuring it out between like Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown. Why not get a guy who's a little more established in the league, capable starter? Outside of that, so good stuff, Lions.
0: And uh, last uh, move, uh, the Bucks trade a fifth-round pick for Shaq Mason, um, bringing back one of Tom Brady's old guards. That's nice to replace Alex Kappa. They needed some offensive line help after Alamar Pet also
2: retired. So that does not seem like they gave up a lot. Like how yeah, good it, is Shaq Mason? He was pretty good. Like
0: he was <laughs> like probably like a top five, top ten at least guard in the league. So I don't know. <laughs> and
2: it was just a fifth round pick. Yeah. Well,
0: it's, you know, it's Phil Belichick, he's like, yeah, he's he's older. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I just met this guy Super at awesome. Whole Foods that would be a great. <laughs>
0: guard this fifth round pick
2: will turn into a way better player Um, but they also just lost ted karras played (laughs) guard for them why would they give rid of another guard they don't need it reed they're fine
0: (laughs) just do your job and it's all good
1: (laughs) they they are one of those offensive lines where i feel like you could just plug anybody in and they'd still be a a great offensive line
0: uh tom brady also helps and uh, oh yeah by the way we didn't actually talk about it but tom brady is back i mean we all knew it was going to happen but that's, did uh, we not talk about that? I did. Did we talk about it? I didn't no, think I, we did. I, don't I think, think it I happened before our last podcast, but it I don't, or it might have uh-huh. like just after.
1: I don't know. It's just that cosmetic connection we have with our listeners that we all just
2: did. We universally know it. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean it, it, we, we yeah. could have just
0: not talked about Tom Brady at all. I mean, it,
2: nothing has changed. That's true. So, did we talk I mean, about Russell Wilson? We did talk about Russell. Wilson. Yeah, we did I talked about the Russell Wilson Carson
0: okay. Wentz trades. The last. Uh, That's podcast. right. So uh, yeah, those were that was free agency. A lot of stuff. I mean, there's still a lot of players out there still. Um,
2: it so, is a bit crazy. Yeah,
0: but uh, kind of all the big moves. Um, Baker trade could still happen uh, soon, but who knows? Looks like there's not like a ton of interest
2: there. He's going to play while Deshaun Watson suspended this year. (laughs) Just be such a lame duck quarterback. That's what I was
0: saying. That would be so funny if they were just like, you're just going to play. There's no way he would do it. I
2: was about to say, I would, yeah. Well, I
1: mean, New Orleans or Seattle would be interesting fits at this point. I mean, they're the only, kind of the only places, but it would be interesting. Or maybe even Houston. I mean, Caroline, if there's some I mean, weird deal there, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate seeing him in Houston. That'd be an interesting one.
0: Yeah, I and mean, the Saints just signed Jameis to a decent deal.
1: Oh, so. that's right. I mean, there's so much crap going on that I I, I didn't even
0: remember they signed Jameis. Yeah, I could. I guess the Falcons as well could potentially be another sign. Marcus Mariota, but
1: yeah, my God, no. the Falcons, man, the... like they're taking a 40 million <laughs> cap hit for Matt Ryan. This season.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, why why are you trading for a third round pick? I don't understand. I think the they, hit, it has like, to just be the tank. Like, that's the only explanation. You know,
1: the cap hit was like kind of inevitable. If they kept Matt Ryan, it would have been like 49. But still, like it's just insane what what's happening over there. <laughs> like it's just a full-blown tank. And like I said last podcast, and this is not an overreaction. If the Atlanta Falcons finish with a better record than the Washington Commanders next season, <laughs> I I don't know I don't know what I'll do, but it will be extremely disappointing and embarrassing. Like we can finish with the worst record than the Panthers. Maybe I'll be able to take that, just not the Falcons.
2: I don't even know Uh, who the good quarterbacks are next year. Like nobody's really standing out. So even if you tank this year, I don't know who you're getting.
0: Did they give me two so-so quarterback classes in a row?
2: I mean, I don't think Bryce Young from Alabama is that good, and he's kind of like number one. There was one he's guy like another 2 another guy. There's but... C.J. Stroud yeah, from Ohio State, but eh. yeah, I don't
0: know. Well, we'll see. Uh, I think teams will be optimistic at this point, and we'll just be like, yeah, I'm sure he'll be a good quarterback in the draft. Work <laughs> I'm out. sure.
2: I mean, Malik Willis is probably going to go top ten overall, and Gonna suck, but people will convince themselves because he had a really cool throw at his pro day.
1: Yeah, that's the important thing. <laughs> Somebody brought up a great point. They're like, "Have you ever seen a quarterback have a bad pro day? Why are we like, <laughs> so why stupid. do we obsess over these days? Teddy Bridgewater, throw
0: Teddy the ball? Bridgewater had, a, had a bad pro day.
2: That is true. I do remember. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater had a bad one because he
0: wore because he uh, didn't wear gloves. Man, <laughs> and then he was like, "I'm never watched not wearing gloves again." <laughs> Man, d- simpler times. Simpler times.
2: <laughs> hey, we're going to have another another two gloves. We'll have Kenny two gloves. Kenny two gloves. There is two mittens
0: with his small good hands. Good. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys
1: heard a joke about his hand yet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have bigger hands. Kenny Pickett, I need to check.
2: Uh, do you now? Because now his hands are uh, eight and five-eighths.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, his hands I I just, his hands grew. I just measured against a piece of paper, so I I don't I don't have the exact measurement of my hands.
1: Well Kenny Pickett from a guy with small hands to you. It's about our personalities, man. We'll get through this. <laughs> it's about the heart you put in, Shane Falco. Don't know how big his hands were, but you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> of
0: course. Who 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 doesn't? Everybody's seen that movie. Um <laughs> All right, let's move on to our overreactions. Uh, Reeb, I know you got one this week, so why don't you hit us with it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got two. Um, I'll start with one addressed to any potential, uh, either free agent or disgruntled NFL player. If you want a big deal and you want guaranteed money, you have to go out and you have to either beat some women or (laughs) sexually assault some women because clearly that's what gets you the money in the nfl 230 million dollars guaranteed to a guy that had more than 22 that's just the lawsuits more than 22 personal massagers in a year like even (laughs) like who has that many massage therapists what is going on that's just even if you did nothing that's weird as shit you have a team that provides massage therapists and physical therapy and you say nah i want one-on-one sessions privately i'm gonna fly you in from across state lines so you can give me a massage. I heard
0: you're the best massage therapist.
2: Yes. And then on the other end, I mean Tyree Kills has been has been a little bit but <laughs> convicted of <laughs> beating his wife and child. Yep. 5 or 6 picks. So clearly get to it NFL players. It's it's uh you know
1: People can hate on the Carson Wentz trade as much as they want, <laughs> but you know what?
0: At least he didn't beat women. Got him. <laughs> at least
1: our t- Ron didn't sell his soul to just make our team a little bit better on paper or, you know, better on paper. You know where I'm getting at? Like, yeah, just, Oh my God. It's just so embarrassing for the Browns, man. It's so, it's embarrassing on so many levels. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I pointed mostly to the football stuff on this podcast, but if you want to see how most of the world feels, you can open Twitter and get That's your angry true. takes there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've also and been then, like, I've been saying that like the NFL, like, I I don't think it's on the NFL to punish these guys, but like to to reward them with these kind of deals is kind of crazy. It does not look great.
1: For the and now, Greg Hardy's like, oh, I'm, I only made this much in the UFC.
2: Like, why wasn't I <laughs> playing NFL in this day and age? Kind of a lighter note, but still kind of depressing for Tua, my other overreaction. Um, I mean, I don't think this is the plan, but just with all the weirdness of Brian Flores and wanting to lose and like not trusting Tua, I can see a scenario. Where the Dolphins implode this year, don't make the playoffs, and they freak out and have a Baker Mayfield like scenario with Tua. Now they're not going to trade for somebody who has twenty-two active lawsuits against them. But probably. I could probably not, unless you know. I mean, I didn't expect Sean Watson to have that many lawsuits against him. So who the fuck knows? I could see. Someone like Lamar Jackson, who's going to be a free agent, who wants to be paid, has seen Deshaun Watson get $230 million guaranteed. Maybe the Ravens don't have that. Maybe the Ravens don't want to give that. Maybe the Miami Dolphins do want to give that for somebody like Lamar Jackson. Imagine an offense with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddell. Pretty fast. And Raheem Mostert. That is just speed. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So,
0: I, I like that. I like
2: that, reading. So no pressure to a. <laughs> None at all.
0: all right, good one. uh Pep, you got no reaction?
1: Yeah, yeah. All of these moves uh this off-season have taken us back 60 years to the AFL NFL merger when the AFL was just this absolute juggernaut and the other guy, not so much. It was just kind of less. You know, that's what the AFC and NFC is now. It's not even close. The amount of talent that has left the NFC. Like, it's I, maybe this is an overreaction. I just think the NFC will be so freaking bad this year. And, you know, it's not going to be a surprise. Yeah, and that's my first overreaction. The real overreaction here is that first-round picks just don't freaking matter anymore. No one gives a shit. <laughs> I, and, you know, Andy Reid's pick, whoever it is in the first round, whichever, wide receiver, Alave, uh, you know, he'll be a pro bowler in like a year or two, but we're not going to get any pro bowlers from this draft class this year. And, uh, yeah, we just don't care about first-round picks anymore. They, uh, you know, just trade them. They're, they're chips at the casino. They're, <laughs> they're little Pokemon cards. You just I'll give you a holographic for the stuff I want now, The money <laughs>
0: the That's, wins I, I i like that one as well it does seem to be happening but they're also teams stocking up on first run picks so maybe uh maybe this draft for us will be good who knows
1: i mean really what is like the the value of like a bunch of round 120s for the next few years like where's that get you as a franchise maybe maybe you really draft some good players but really in recent times how have these trades worked out
0: uh, a lot of times where nobody wins.
1: So like the know. Greg Robinson trade, for example. Yeah, let's bring up the RG3 trade. <laughs> Greg Robinson, he's like in jail now for selling a ton of drugs, and he wasn't ever a good tackle. But we still got made fun of for that trade. You know, maybe that's when first round pick values started to go down a little bit. But this year, I am just, I've never been less enthusiastic or excited about it. And that, folks, sorry for the long winded overreaction. That's how I feel.
0: That that is fair. Um, my reaction is that um, Tom Brady is going to play for another fifteen years. Um, yep. Because he's just going to retire like three more times and be like, ah, you know, I don't really enjoy any other part of life, so I'm just going to keep playing. And it's kind of sad to like, really die on the field. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really sad. yeah when you just that your life is that one dimensional yeah I feel bad for you Tom Brady you're worth like a billion dollars and
2: it's just healthy healthy as ever it's weird it's weird to think too even if he wants to go into coaching or something afterwards i can't picture him as a position coach like he seems too good to be a position coach and kind of rise through the ranks like he's just gonna immediately be a head coach
0: (laughs) he'll be a quarterback coach and be like all right you're out i'm going in
2: (laughs) give me your pads right now
1: yeah he's gonna be the owner coach and player all at once Heard it here first.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, that was a good pod, guys. Uh, covered pretty much all of free agency. Uh, not a single move that we did not talk about. Absolutely. Every, every single one. That's all
1: what we do. That's what we do. You know, Top notch.
0: Yeah. And you, you get all your news here at Pro Football Jokes just when it happens. Uh, so Keep listening for some jokes and some Cokes. We will talk to you next time. Pro football jokes. Make it uncomfortable.